This episode was brought to you by Bookout Blooms. Bookout Blooms sells cut flowers and designs. They're located in South End Charlotte. They have beautiful flower arrangements for any occasion you can think of. They even have classes where you and a group of girlfriends can come and learn to make your own bouquets. So head on over to www.bookoutblooms.com to learn more information. And if you stop by the shop, tell them that those other girls sent you. Can't relate to cancel culture? hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. everyone you're listening to those are the girls with Mallory and friends I'm Mallory I'm Victoria and we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values all right guys well so sorry we've been MIA this week yeah we are just as like you guys we're just trying to figure out life right now and figuring out if Mal's working me about to start my MBA just trying to figure out our schedules and I think we got something I think we have a plan now. Yeah, we, yeah. And we, don't worry, we will never leave you guys hanging. Like, this is a long-term thing. Just this week was a little, you know, a little unusual, but we are excited for this episode and then the episodes moving forward. Yeah, so um, we have a plan. We love you guys. We are not leaving you guys. Yes. We just, um, we kept (laughs) trying to schedule something and- and honestly, like we usually just be like, hey, we're recording tonight, right? Oh, yeah, I have nothing going on. And now yeah. like with like everything opening back up, you starting your new job, me starting my MBA. It's just been a cluster cluck. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah. And you're so right about the, oh, what are you doing tonight? Nothing. All right. You want to record? That was really how it was. And now that I actually have stuff, it's kind of like, oh, I actually can't just do it randomly, yeah. which is a good thing, though. It's a good thing to have a job. It's a good thing to move forward in life. Mm-hmm. Well, that um, just means everything's opening back up with COVID, which is like crazy exciting. Yes. Because yes. I think that was the thing is like, okay, like, oh, doesn't have, does, we don't have anything going on because there's nothing going on today yeah and just like now like starting to see everything up and up like apparently pooper scooper cooper is lifting the um cap on like locations in june is what i've heard yeah so, something's supposed to happen in june something else yeah so they're june lifting too. the cap and then it looks like they're also might be lifting the mask mandate in july yeah it's what i've heard so just, just in time for convention right when's convention oh no june. it's june but they're lifting the cap. It looks like the cap might be lifted for convention, but honestly, I don't think they care anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> not, not North Carolina. No, party. no. <laughs> but no, it's just exciting. Everything's opening up, having more political meetings. So I guess, I mean, it's crazy. I was talking to Sebastian and we're like, holy crap, the midterm for us in North Carolina is 10 months away. So, because it, it was, it's crazy because like, we were at our convention on Thursday and people were like announcing for Congress and like announcing mm-hmm. for sheriff. And it was like, mm-hmm. it was like, this is so early. Like, why are you announcing this early? And then it's like, oh crap, we're under a year, like filings in December. Like, it's really not that early to announce. Yeah. Yeah. At our convention, our convention was last Saturday. So last week um, a week from when you guys will be listening to this and um tons of people came up and announced too some new people some old people that we know and love and uh it's this i'm excited for this upcoming season though yeah I think it's gonna be a good election season in midterm Carolina. season is upon us guys so that's why we're having even more political meetings during the week and mm-hmm. events and there's a lot going on so yeah, yeah so we I think we're we've talked I think we're gonna try to 
batch some of our episodes, not yeah. our weekly recaps. We're going to try to keep those mainly to recording Friday nights. But um, I think we're going to try to do better at batching content, making sure we're scheduling like ahead of time, making sure we're doing better scheduling our interviews more ahead of time. But it's just because it used to just it's so weird because it was like, hey, what are you doing? Nothing. Can we interview you? Of course. I have nothing going on tonight. Yeah. Now it's like everybody's calendars are filling up because another election is around the corner. Yeah. And I think it's good to be busy. And I think people listening to like, if, if you are going to start getting more involved in politics, like this is just something like it's about to, we're going to hit the ground running, at least in mm-hmm. North Carolina. I know in Virginia too, my friends live in Virginia and they always have an election going on. Some, well, we have municipals somewhere. coming up for us at least. No, I ours, y'all's... We're not having anything until next year. Of the okay. Census. Yeah. So our municipals are like, off by two years so like your municipals will be like 23 no your municipals will be 23 your city council races so are they're not doing anything this year they're skipping it this year yeah yeah because i think oh so they're so they're not going to make it up next year no 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 that's not how so i know Uh, a lot of city council which is interesting north carolina so city council you're elected for four years where north carolina senate and north carolina house are elected for two which is really interesting but so greensboro city council races are this year but our next greensboro city council races will be in 25 Mm-hmm. Well, I know there's supposed to be elections this year, but they're pushing. I mean, yeah, this year, but they're pushing. It Are back they pushing it? Oh, yeah, because of the census. Of the okay, well, yeah. yeah, okay. Which I've, yeah, which well, okay. So technically, they're supposed to be this year. Could be pushed back because of the census. That's not confirmed yet. Um, I don't think that's okay. confirmed. Oh, well, I think it depends on when they get the census data. Okay. Well. So. Okay. I think it's like they can get it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think assumed. the census data, they can get it the latest September, but it could, they could be getting it prior to that too, but it would be okay. like at the latest September. So that's why they're saying we could be pushing back our city council races. Oh, I just assumed because of everything going on. I was just like, oh, I guess they're just not going to do it. Who knows? Who knows? I'm not paid enough to know, so. <laughs> I'm actually not paid anything for uh my volunteering in in I would, how much, okay. I feel like we would be like like how much volunteer hours we put in it's like another full-time job a hundred and ten percent and what's so funny we're talking about this my brother we were talking about like um paid politicians and stuff like that my brother was like that's how you know Mallory cares she doesn't get paid anything and I was like <laughs> yeah so that's, how, that's how you know i care <laughs> i don't get paid oh. anything <laughs> but Honestly, i guess you I also it. look at it like okay so like you know in north carolina our state house and state senate only get paid like i think it's like seventeen thousand dollars a year yeah and it's a full-time job so that's how you know they care too because it's yeah. definitely not in it for the money yeah the money sucks yeah and honestly like i care that's why I'm doing it. Like, yeah, it's like a funny joke, but like, that's the reality. I care. Like, I really do want um, to help people and I want to like move our country forward. So I do what needs to be done. And yep. I know with a smile on my face. Yep. Well, before we get into re- weekly recap, anything exciting happened this week for you? Anything? Oh, we had Mark Robinson at CMRW this week. Mm. That was super exciting. Uh, we had, for those listening, it is the wife of, whoa, it is the husband of Yolanda Robinson. I said we Yolanda. had Mark Robinson's wife, Yolanda, on our podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm kind of tired. Okay. Well, it's also crazy because this week, too, he went viral for his video of him yes. speaking Um and for a hearing for congress i it was a hearing for hr1 which is like the very liberal voting bill yeah that they're trying to implement and um i think we have a video we not a video we have a podcast 
pre-recorded. We just haven't posted it yet. But we might. I don't know. Maybe we should re-record it and pull an HR one. Yeah. Or or here's a different idea. Maybe we post this and then we do like a part two, which includes HR one because the one we already recorded get breaks down what the Georgia voting laws are. Yeah, which that's oh, yeah. different than what this HR one is. Anywho, yeah. but you guys definitely need to check out the video. It's like a four minute video. It's great because he literally blasted the left for claiming that all these voting laws they're doing is for the African American population of minorities. And it's he goes, he's like, no, it's not. Yeah, he is so amazing. Like I've. I think the thing I like the most about him is he just, he's so bold mm-hmm. and he's brave. And the way he says it is He's unapologetically like, himself. Yes. And he unapologetically yeah. tells the truth, whether, yes. however harsh it may be. Yes. And he's a strong Christian man. And mm-hmm. I, there's fruit. And I love that about him. I think I'm so, it was so cool to hear him speak. I'm so glad that he is our lieutenant governor. He's the only thing keeping us between, <laughs> he's the only person between us and uh, King Cooper. Cooper like, Scooper is, Cooper. You know, that's yeah. why I named the dogs Pooper Scooper. Yeah. <laughs> I named it Roy Cooper, the Pooper Scooper. <laughs> Sebastian thinks it's funny. <laughs> So what about you? What was the highlight this week for you? Um, I became a plant mom. I have oh. a lot of, I, we have like a little patio at our apartment. And so I bought these little like hanging things. So like on oh. one side, I have like herbs. The other side's my flower garden. And oh. Sebastian's making fun of me. He's like, you tried this before. You tried this last year and you killed your plants. I go, first off, last year, we did not have sufficient sunlight where our old apartment <laughs> was. Two... I bought a book and a water meter, so I know I'm not overwatering my plants. Wow, you are really into this. I've always wanted a garden. That's like the hard thing, like apartments is like when we get our house, I'm having a garden in my backyard. Like my grandparents have always had a garden. Um, I've been wanting my because my family has had has some farmland out in Caswell County that we've had since like the 1800s. Whoa. Like it's passed down. And so I've always wanted to do like a sunflower wild, wildflower garden out there and use that and like kind of do it to where people can come and take pictures and like you do like photo shoots and the flowers and all that. So oh. I think that's kind of like my long term, like what I really want to do. But like my grandparents have always had gardens. Um, I mean, so wait, they, so it's going to be in your name eventually. I think so. As long as my dad doesn't sell it before it then. Okay. Right now it's in your dad's name. Yes. Yeah, you need to go and uh ask for your And like we do, do <laughs> like we do a lot. Like we used to have cows out there when I was little. Um that's oh. a lot now. Uh we used to grow um we do a lot of like timbering. Does someone out there. live on there right now? My great uncle does. I think okay. my dad has been talking about potentially building out there just to have kind of a place to go to get out of the city. Yeah, I love going out there to just to get out of the city. Like it's quiet. It was it was really nice this past summer because we would go out there some. Um, my literally, if you know anyone, the last name like Allred Bird or Kimbrough in Caswell County, I'm related to them. Oh, so we have a cousin out there that grows like blueberries. So me oh. and my dad went and just picked blueberries that, and it was just so nice. It was just so quiet. Like you, that's really cool. You, like COVID just didn't feel like a thing out there. Oh, which was really nice. That must have been nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I know, like we've talked about, like building something out there. I mean, I would love to. I would love, like, because we used to grow like pumpkins out there, and like would sell pumpkins, and um. So yeah, so kind of, I've just always wanted. Like my grandparents have always had gardens, and so like, both sets, both sides actually. Um. Oh. So like I've always been like big on wanting a garden, like my pawpaw and granny had a garden and I just remember like my pawpaw would grow sunflowers and I just remember like running through the sunflower fields and yeah um yeah this is something I've always wanted to do and I just want to learn how to grow and I mean I think the hardest thing is learning how to grow like in a pot (laughs) learning how to grow something that's in a pot that is on a patio that's not in a 
like a bed. But yeah, I would imagine that that would be more difficult because that's not necessarily natural. You know, what yeah, I mean? like that's exactly. Not, it's not natural. Yep. I want to have a garden too, really badly. Like, mm-hmm. I in the perfect world, I wouldn't live like too into the country because that's just not my vibe. Mm-hmm. But I would wouldn't mind living like you know, like where Waxhaw is and like Weddington. Yeah. Yep. I wouldn't mind living in an area like that. So like not country country, but like almost there. Yeah. And that's kind of how it is land. for us. Like, um, in like Guilford, like you can, it's kind of like, if you live in like Summerfield, Oak Ridge, um, Pleasant Garden, like you can have some land. Pleasant Garden, that sounds such like yeah. a cute little area. But I mean, our farm's about 45 minutes north. So it's really not that bad. Yeah, I, I would want to be like right on the outskirts and I would want a garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, yeah. Yeah, so I have those plants and then I also bought some indoor plants. So I'm trying indoor plants for the first time. Oh. So I have a little palm tree. I have a fern. I have some succulents. I have an aloe plant. So it's very nice. like broad because I have flowers and herbs. And so I'm really trying to learn like just like different needs for different plants. Like the inside, like the succulents and like the aloe, like you really don't need that much water. Or like, I mean, yeah, where like the outside plants, like you have to make sure that the soil's moist and all that. And yeah, I'm a plant mom now. Wow. I just really hope I don't kill my plants. I hope you don't either. (laughs) I will say in my defense, our last place, it wasn't great sun. And the only place where you can find sun was like... Because we were on the bottom floor. This mm-hmm. time we're on the top floor. So our old place, the only place where you could find sun was like right like over the edge, like right off the um railing. Yeah, I guess right off the sidewalk area where our apartment is. So when it rains, all the water just comes and goes drains right down top of my plants. Okay. It gets soaked. Yeah, and they died because they were too wet. And just, like, anywhere, and, like, even, like, we kind of had, like, a little, like, patio table outside our door, and, like, I would put them on there, and it's just whenever it rains, they just get soaked because all the rain from the building just falls on top of them. Mm. So. Well, now you're in a new apartment, so this should be a lot better. Yep. I'm excited. I'll I'll try to post some pictures. Yeah, please do. Oh, my yeah when they my start mom's growing. coming over today to kind of help us organize I mean we've been in this apartment for like a month but it's just like just haven't had time <laughs> yeah and I just we haven't hung stuff up on the walls yet because I haven't like I'm not sure if that's exactly where I want the furniture and it's mainly the living room area like I feel like every other room like our bedrooms pretty much every all the furniture set we're not getting any more furniture for the bedroom my office I think I we're gonna say re- your office yeah I think we're gonna reorganize Sebastian's office and I'll be honest like my office and our bedroom is really the only two things that was like our top priority because I <laughs> needed to make sure I had because like I, I obviously my office for me was my top priority because I had to make sure my background and all was good ready for work on on zoom calls oh yeah 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 that's why like I focused first on my office because okay so this side of my office behind me is kind of like my professional look on the other side like of my desk that's like my workout area so I need to make sure that like all that was situated you know and like we do have for the most part everything's put away I will say, okay, I will say we have everything's put a- put away that needs to be put away. What we don't have put away is like our decorative stuff that we haven't found a place to put it yet. To be honest. You're just, you don't want to make that. I just don't want to make a commitment yet to yeah. put a hole in the wall. And that's if you're my not issue. Sure. Yeah. 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 Like yeah, that, yeah. That's that. why I'm having issues. So my mom's coming every day to help me because it's driving her crazy. <laughs> I was like telling her we had a friend come over and he's like, yeah, like y'all haven't done too much since like the last time I've been here, which was like a month ago. I made that comment to my mom and my mom's like, oh, that would just drive me crazy. And this was like yesterday. I get a text from this morning saying like, hey, you want me to come over to help you organize? <laughs> okay. She probably didn't sleep last night. <laughs> she heard that. And her mom since she's like. Probably lying has- like, she's like, how could she live like that? <laughs> I need to go organize. I need to help her out and organize. 
Yeah, that's probably what happened. <laughs> okay. But yeah. But yeah, so that's that's what's going on in my life. Um, but are you ready to get into our top stories for this week? It's been Let's I know we it. said last week was a crazy week, and I feel like in some ways this week's just been crazier. Yeah, I feel like every week we say it's been a crazy week. The next week is like, uh, let me show you. Hold my beer. Yeah, that's what I was, I couldn't remember the saying. Yeah, the next <laughs> was like, hold my beer. Because <laughs> this but, week has been wild. All right, yep. let's go. All right, so our first story is um, Iran is elected to sit on the UN's uh, Commission for Women. So... Uh, In Tuesday's vote, 43 of the 54 nations in the UN's Economic and Social Council elected Iran to the Commission on the Status of Women for a four-year term beginning next year. The commission is the UN's principal intergovernment body dedicated to the promotion of gender equity and the empowerment of women, uh, former UN Ambassador Nikki Haley tweeted. Women, uh, she tweeted this, women can't leave the country or work without permission. Sorry, tweeted this about Iran. Yeah. (laughs) Women can't leave the country or work without permission. Girls can be married at 13. Husbands have legal authority over wives and domestic violence is not criminalized. But for whatever reason, 43 out of 54 nations think that they um, should be on the commission on the status of women. Yeah, I'm curious and I'm wondering and I'm just going to play devil's advocate real quick. Like I, I I can't believe they did this, but here's me playing devil's advocate. Is it, are they trying to provide an alternative approach to how different society lives? So we may look, and I'm just, I'm just devil's advocate here. We may look at Iran being um, not pro-female, but it's also, they are heavily Muslim state and they are pretty much, they follow the Quran, Quran, sorry, Quran, like, to a T. And, like, all their laws, their government, everything is based off the Quran. And so these laws are in the Quran, or not all of them, but, like, how they live. It's based based, out of the Quran. Yeah, it's based out of the Quran. So is this just a different perspective to women empowerment? I don't know. You get what I'm saying? Like, I get what you're trying to say. Maybe, like, because... maybe for right. Okay, so it's like okay. In in theory, so like, say you put, I don't know, like you put a Democrat on a pro life board to understand. I don't know. Part of me is like, get... like, okay, you're putting a Democrat on a pro life board to understand. They have a different approach to something. So okay, so I get what you're trying to say. But, okay, so you're trying to say, like, they, it's supposed to help women. They have a different perspective on what helps women. On what so, a woman's role should be compared yeah. to what a Western perspective of a woman's role should be. Yeah, and I guess, so, and I guess for something like the UN, I guess that's fine, I guess, because it's supposed to be super inclusive. But in my head, like, I so I personally see the world as like black and white that doesn't necessarily mean I'm perfect I make oh so do I so I'm just throwing like I'm just playing devil's advocate yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. this isn't like at you this is just like at the UN I'm like tweeting at the UN um so like (laughs) I'm literally tweeting they never hear it but I'm mentally tweeting in my head in my head we still have 107 characters though right right um so (laughs) the thing so for the because I see the world as black and white, I see the world as like even if so, even if you have the best intentions, if something is wrong, it is wrong. Mm-hmm. So like for the biggest thing to me, girls being married at thirteen, yeah, I think that is wrong. Yep, I, I agree. think I think that whether we like it now, I do think culturally. So for example, our great great grandparents are probably married at thirteen. That's because. But it could also be a culture thing for girls to get married at 13. Right. There. And that's what I'm saying. Like, what their culture is not pro-women. And so maybe it's just adding a different perspective to women's rights. 
I guess. I'm not, there, it's not, just, okay, we as Western society looks at their cultures not being pro-women. Because right. I will say, like, I took a class on middle women's perspective in Middle Eastern literature in college. And what something I really learned is, like, we always look at the Middle East as being, like, um, not pro-woman. But they don't look at it as they, like, women, like, women in the Middle East don't feel... Um, oppressed oppressed oh yeah yeah yeah. because that's their culture that's what and they're happy because they don't feel oppressed and um because i always remember like we talked about women wearing the um hijab and how that's such a so much oppression against women and all that but they're like we don't feel oppressed because this is something we want to do too right and like okay so to your point I do know so I you know I did the summer in Oman Mm. and we went toward a mosque and then at the end they like talked to us about stuff and someone asked a question about oppression and I don't remember the question but I remember somehow the answer had something to do with being um somehow yeah talked about oppression and she said like the women that are so women make a dollar to dollar to men. That's what she said. But she said, I heard in the U.S., women don't make, they make like 87 cents to a dollar to men, something like that. And, you know, we know that statistic can mean, it, there's a lot of, this is that's more nuanced than that. But my point is like, she said that very proudly. And then someone asked the question about marriage, because, you know, in um, Islamic culture, you can have more than one wife but uh, you have to treat them equally. So she made this comment and this, I was like, yikes. Um, she said that at least in here, they the husband has to treat both of them equally. So if he gets one of them a BMW, he has to get the other BMW. Whereas in America, men have uh, side girlfriends, like side chicks, something like that. And I was like, you got us there. That is a common thing in the US. And um so like I totally understand where they're coming from. Like they don't feel oppressed. I and I know girls who are uh, I know a few Catholic girls actually who uh, wear who veil. Um, I know one that veils for church and one that's married that feels like she should veil for life. So she really so, so, yeah um, to protect her husband something like that. I forgot the whole thing. Maybe she can come on and talk about it one day. Because hmm. um, I've always wondered. Oops, crap. Sorry. I always wonder that because like I'm, I'm Catholic. I don't veil. I didn't even know about veiling, really, until I like. I didn't know Christians veiled until I joined the Catholic Church. Yeah, uh, I would be interested. I would love to talk about that because I have no idea why. Because Melanie veils too. Like some women, and I think it's yeah. a lot of. It's becoming more popular. Uh huh, and I think a lot of it is like coming more from like the Hispanic Catholic population. I see a lot more Hispanic Catholics failing. That's a good point because I'm thinking out of the so I so yeah the person I'm thinking of well the person I'm thinking of that does it all the time is white but the other person and Melanie so I actually know the people that do it um that are Catholic and Melanie and the other person they are both Latina Spanish um yeah but like anyway so all that to say like I totally understand like where they're coming from um I think it says in the old testament is that right probably to veil like women should cover their heads well I think in the old testament there's like some bible verse where women should shave their heads and cover if they are like a sinner like I think that's what's no it's to protect it's you're not supposed to be flashy let me keep talking. I'm gonna what was it? Bible. Yeah. So um, there's like a Bible verse. I thought it was like women who are sinners. They. What was it? Or maybe women who were sinners would veil their head. I don't know. Um, I'm not really sure. I, I remember reading this somewhere and it's driving me crazy. I think okay, so Mallory's it says, it up. for if a woman does not cover her head, she might as well shave. She might as well have her hair cut off, but it is a disgrace for a woman to have her hair cut off for her hair. That's not what we're looking for. But that's what I think that's what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. it was like, <laughs> okay, so because I think I remember like in like Old Testament days, if you were like a Gentile or like a um, prostitute, 
they would shave their heads to show like a symbol of them being like um dirty it's kind of the best way to put it oh and so maybe i feel like that's right but i don't yeah i thought i remember that but so i think that's where i thought it was like women would shave their heads and then like cover it but but no that's not right so i think i don't know who knows yeah, I don't, I think it's just a secondary issue. And like, if God convicts you, God convicts you. I know Melanie feels convicted about it, so she does it. But anyway, so back to what I was saying. So the, my point being, like, I understand that there are things like, there are things culturally sure, but like, I do think there are some things that are wrong. Like, no, for best example, I don't know why I use the legal Mary thing. I should have used this one. Domestic violence is not criminalized domestic violence is i don't care how culturally something is that's wrong that is wrong 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 so i don't think someone who doesn't see the value of that someone who doesn't understand why domestic violence is terrible i don't think they should be in charge of trying to help women like yeah there's some things that are culturally because i mean like the lady said she made a very good point um at least the man the husband gives both of them a bmw and instead of in America, I mean, the divorce rate in America is 50%. And Christians as well. That's another side fact. Christians get divorced just as much as um, non-Christians. So like, and people cheating, I I honestly, other than myself, and like maybe one other person, I don't know anybody else in our generation that has never cheated before. So like, it's, I mean, that's a fact. Like she had a very good point. So I'm not saying that the culture is doomed. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying like, there are just certain things that I don't think I don't think they have a right to speak on. Okay. Yeah. I figured out. So I pulled up why Catholic women wear chapel veils at mass. So the veil is meant to be an external sign of a woman's interior desire to humble herself before God, truly present in the blessed sacrament. As women, we are symbols of the church, the bride of Christ. And as a priest once said, the veil is meant to be a visible reminder of the perfect submission of the church to the loving rule of Christ. The veil is a visual sermon, a public proclamation for the Lord that he is the Lord and that we love him and that we are ready to obey him is totally counterculture statement proclaiming obedience in the midst of a culture that's totally permitted with the attitude of I will not serve. The veil is also a sign of the great dignity inherent to a woman who has the potential to receive life within herself, both human life and the supernatural life of God. This is an important message the world needs to hear now more than ever. So they were saying that for 2000 years, Catholic women have worn some kind of head covering in church. And it was until 1983 during the Code of Canon Law, which is currently in force, that it does not contain a requirement that women cover their head in church. Oh, around the sexual revolution. 1983? Yes. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Sexual revolution was, let me just see, it, but it's around that time. So, so it says why men don't wear veils. So in 1 Corinthians eleven seven, St. Paul says a man on the other hand should not cover Wait, his head. Wait, pause for two oh. seconds. It was through the 60s and through the 80s. The sexual oh, revolution, they decided. Interesting. All right, keep going. Okay, so... If, Corinthians one one first Corinthians eleven seven Saint Paul says, a man on the other hand should not cover his head because he is the image and glory of God, but woman is the glory of man. Interesting. Throughout the Bible, ah. natural imagery is used to represent the love of God. In Ephesians five twenty five, Saint Paul says, "Husbands love your wives as Christ loves the church." And this taken in conjunction with First Corinthians eleven seven, and the rest of the passage reveals this nuptial imagery: man is to Christ, his woman is to church. Since the church is the bride of Christ, it makes sense that the bride should cover her head as a sign of authority and submission to the bridegroom, Christ, whom men represent. The church submits to Christ, not the other way around. It is the submission of love, not repression. Who wouldn't submit to him who loves her unto unto death? That's interesting. That's why the women veil because it's like the symbolism of a man submits to his wife like Christ submits to the church. A woman submits to her husband like Christ. 
Like church, like a woman submits okay. to her husband, like the church submits to Christ. Husband loves your wife as Christ loves the church. And this is taken to sh- so. The woman submits to the husband and then the husband submits to Christ. Yeah. So it says Christ is woman. Since the church is the bride of Christ, it makes sense that the bride should be cover her head as a sign of authority. And submission to the bridegroom Christ, whom men represent. Interesting. So it still goes back to the man. Which that. once again, oh, you said you don't like that. <laughs> Which I, I said something. Was- I said something like that. I'm, I'm oh, still oh, not. Oh. I still don't quite <laughs> understand it. <laughs> yeah. I'm still not quite would you sure. do it would you fail i know that if you're married it's you're definitely not supposed to but like it makes more sense if you're married yeah maybe if i under and that's this thing too is like i didn't grow up catholic i wasn't i didn't grow up in a catholic family i became catholic after meeting my husband and so i mean if i learn about it and feel like that's the right thing to do then yeah i would I don't know anything about it. But apparently millennial Catholics are readopting the traditional chapel veil. So yeah. pretty though. I I know. I kind of want to. I, just because that's how pretty. I know I'm not supposed to do it because I see it, I'm like, that's so pretty. And I know that's not the hard posture you're supposed to have. Well, <laughs> say, like, it's just so pretty, like the lace. I know. Veil. I know. I know. My friends post pictures and I'm like, oh, I want one. But my... well, I mean, I don't understand the, and see, that's what I'm saying. Is like, if I understood the significance of it, it the yeah. yeah, if I understood the significance of it, it's like, okay, that's the right thing to do. Then, like, yeah, I would. I feel like I understand. Okay, so I feel like I get it. Like, it for okay for the Catholics specifically, you're going into the presence of God and you want to. um cover yourself and it is a showing of submission showing of you are completely in like they said in the other article in our culture that's so big on like um like beautiful hair with all this other stuff and like highlights and like extensions and all this other stuff you're turning down yourself in submission Mm -hmm. to christ um and it's like the symbol of the spouse of christ so i guess the woman is technically the spouse of christ right okay yeah so look i they're very pretty for protestants because i know some protestants that do it as well who, who does it the protestant church just like randoms oh so it's like not it's just, i don't think it's a denominational thing okay no no no. it's just random because i know like with like little girls in the catholic church they put a little like they, they put veils on little girls heads too oh they do it's not oh, just the mom's yeah, no, no, no. I'm pro- I just know random Protestants. I, I want to say they're definitely they're not like Pentecostal or anything like that. Uh, actually, maybe because Pentecostals are the ones that only wear skirts. But I don't know any Pentecostals mm, that veil. Yeah, I think that sounds right to me. But now like, oh, I don't they have a to- really pretty one that's like an affinity scarf. It's called like an affinity veil. So like you put it on your head, but it kind of like wraps around. Oh yeah, no, Victoria. I looked into it for a little bit. I was like, let me find out. But also, too, I don't. Well, a, I don't feel convicted, and it would just be so out of place at my church. Yeah, so out of place. I feel like it's more like a very traditional thing to do. Yeah, and I'm apparently I, it's coming back with our generation. It is. Everybody that I know is like under thirty that does it. I'll send you some pictures of some people. Just okay. Maybe yeah. I will. It's very pretty. I mean, I want to learn more about it first. Yeah, yeah, Man, yeah. We are Make sure your on heart's our first, right. Yeah. I know. Okay, topic. yeah. We need to okay. move on to the next topic. <laughs> uh, so this is the whole Demi Lovato frozen yogurt scandal. Demi Lovato <sighs> was very frank about her ongoing struggle with body image and eating disorders in her recent four-part tell-all documentary series, Dancing with the Devil. So it wasn't surprising that she had something to say in in on her Instagram story, April 17th, after feeling triggered by a selection of treats she saw at a Los Angeles frozen yogurt shop. Finding it extremely hard to order Froyo from the big, big chill when you have to walk past tons of sugar-free cookies and other diet foods before you get to the counter, the singer wrote according to a TMZ report. The comment sparked, sparked a back and forth about Lovato's statement regarding diet culture and the, the stories when you had on her, which led the singer to launch the diet culture vultures, hashtag seeking to call out companies that promote diet menus. 
So, and I know this, not in this story, but someone else is saying, like, so she, like, posted the responses between her and the Big Chill on direct messaging on Instagram. And the Big Chill is like, we put these out for people who have dietary restrictions, whether it's diabetes. I think celiac disease was another one they're saying Mm -hmm. if they feel like they must be vegan or vegetarian or like we put this stuff out not to promote people losing weight but to promote people who have dietary restrictions to be able to be included and they can't have have sugar yeah yeah okay let me see if I can find so I have so many thoughts on this I bet you do yeah okay so my brother sent me this tweet um about what happened he didn't know what happened but he knows i like Demi lovato and it's a tweet of this i'll put somehow i'll send it somewhere <clears throat> but it's funny because for well part of so there's so much to go into this so okay the first thing i'll attack is something that everybody said she targeted a small business and i think that was wrong first yes but she tagged them like and this is like the like big like froyo place in la that a lot of people go to like yeah that's where you go if you're visiting la that's where you go for like froyo it's like well known in la for that's like a froyo place i don't think they're franchised yeah she could have done tcby or um what's the frog one oh god um i know what you're talking about yeah Um, she could have done one of those but she decided to target a small business which I don't think is a good idea but in her defense she probably was mad and just went ahead and did it that is that like it didn't seem like it sweet was frog. It seemed like it was sweet frog yes <laughs> she could have done sweet frog tcby she could have done any of those yeah um but she uh, and in her defense she probably this was all probably spur of the moment I'm mad right now let me type this out and she wasn't thinking okay do so, you think it was a publicity stunt because they talked about how she talked about in her documentary about her eating disorder do you think it's a publicity stunt to get people talking and so they'd go and no you don't think it was no because i don't think it made anybody watch the documentary okay i, I think that if she i hate to say it, but I, I i hate to say this but i think if she had like gone to the hospital for something that would make people watch the documentary. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think this, because honestly, right now she's on thin ice with the culture. Like, I remember, this is not funny at all, but it was kind of funny. When um, that rapper was deported back to, um, oh God, what was his name? He was deported. He's French or like English or something. And he got deported. And she tweeted, oh, this is so funny. This Because it was, it was, I forgot who it was, but it was some like rapper, not Lil Uzi, one of those type of guys. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, it was a hilarious story. Every, the whole internet was cracking up about it. But then she tweeted, this is funny. And then everybody started attacking her. Like, didn't you just uh, overdose? And then she had to get off the internet for a little bit. Okay. Well, that's, I, people I don't like her interesting so she's talking about her eating disorders but then she also talked about how she's has like alcoholism she's addicted to drugs that was the next thing i want to talk about okay she thinks it's okay to have like a little bit of maybe this this coincide because it sounds like okay like if you i don't know i don't know no i I, think that like she's not okay with discipline she's not this is what it is and you i'm saying this as a big demi lovato fan i texted my taylor swift fan and i said a friend and i was like wow i know how you feel now always like loving someone so much that is so politically like wrong so i she does she lacks discipline she doesn't like discipline she doesn't like to have some sort of like accountability that's probably what i'm trying to say she doesn't like accountability she has from what we have seen, she has a problem with drugs. Yeah. She does not believe she has to stop doing drugs or has to stop drinking alcohol. She believes she can do it in moderation. I don't care if that's what you believe. And this is terrible. If you're it's harsh. To something, you can't do anything in moderation. No, there is no way. And she thinks that's okay. She has had eating disorders, which is awful, terrible, absolutely hate. 
Um, I hate that for her. And the whole anti-diet culture, sure, diet culture is wrong. But for example, I it's not wrong to get a sugar-free cookie. If you are, yeah. if, for your health, if you are at an unhealthy weight, if you're an unhealthy, if you're unhealthy and you want to have a sugar cookie, it is better to have a sugar-free cookie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I would say my grandmother had diabetes and she loved sweets. And so we found alternatives for her to be able to have cookies and have sweet tea and have um, ice cream and all that. My friends that's diabetic, we, every party we have, we always have diet coke, diet something for them Mm -hmm. because I mean, nobody wants to just she's our friend like we're not just, yeah she doesn't you, you know what I mean like you yeah like you want to give her options exactly like you want it, it's about inclusion, which is funny because which, like Demi yeah. Lovato talks about like inclusivity because she's been a very big proponent for the left and like LGBT matters and um I think she's talked about like the border stuff and like the yeah. un- Undocumented, undocumented um illegal immigrants and all this yeah. stuff and like, like she's and, talk, and she's talked about saying like we need to be more inclusive as a com- as a country and we need to be more inclusive for lgbt individuals and all this stuff but you can't be but she's blasting a company that's trying to be inclusive to people with diseases they can't control right and I want to add to not just diseases, but like people who want to monitor their weight. And I don't yeah. think that's wrong. That's the other problem too. Just because she has had issues with it and millions of other people. And mm-hmm. if you have had those issues, I'm so sorry. I, we were talking earlier about my, some struggles I'm going through. I've been I've struggled- since the third grade. So like, yeah. I get it. Like, I totally get it. But that doesn't take away the fact that myself and, you know, probably Demi need well, actually, I'm not going to, I don't know how Jimmy's weight is. I'll just say for myself. That does not take away from the fact that I need to lose weight. Like, diet culture sucks, but that doesn't mean that I don't need to lose weight. You know what? Like, there's just such a... It kind of um, goes back to the um, body positivity movement. Exactly. It and all, how it's okay to be three, 400 pounds overweight, even though it's not one bit healthy. And right. it's because you don't want to take accountability for your actions and this is all about accountability which all has to go to what our society's problem is right now like we have such an accountability problem people do not want to be accountable for the things that they've done and I get it like I get there's things I've done that I'm like yikes Mal, why'd you do that but that's just not like we need to be accountable and that I mean it's all connected another way we need to be accountable is um with ourselves when we make decisions such as if you have sex you know that a baby is going to be born and we don't and having accountability means that you don't try to abort the baby it means you own up I had sex so this is my next thing we don't need abortions to succeed which leads us to our monthly donation ah look at that transition okay so this month we are no, donating. I don't think it's a big transition when you say, "Oh my God, look at that transition." <laughs> well, I, 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 don't really... think you, I don't think you transition. <laughs> well, up until that point, I thought it was pretty good. You had a good transition, and then you're like, "Yeah, transition." <laughs> I was like, I, in my head, I was like, "Okay, I, I can do this. I'm going to make this leap somehow," and I did it. Okay, but anyway, which I'm proud of you. I'm happy <laughs> transition, but I think you yelling, "Yeah, I transition," defeats the purpose. I mean, it kind of does. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, y'all, we're donating to Lily North's um, billboard campaign with um, Students for Life, and it is we don't need um, abortion to succeed, and there's going to be a billboard in. San Diego, I believe. Yes. yes, San Diego. It's on the website. We also did an interview with her a couple episodes I think it was back. Like two weeks ago? Two weeks, two months. Yeah, two Tuesdays ago. We interviewed her. You can just scroll, you'll see it. We don't need abortion to succeed. Yep. That is the Swift donation. So please head over to our website um, to donate. We would really appreciate that. Let's, it's, I believe it's $4,000 is the goal. So let's do it. If we, everybody listening can do five or $10. That will make the world of a difference. So yeah, you guys, just a reminder, we don't need abortions to succeed. 
All right, next topic. So Caitlyn Jenner (laughs) is running for governor of California. Caitlyn Jenner, the former Olympian reality TV star and transgender activist, said Friday she is running to be governor of California as the recall of the sitting Democratic governor moves forward. In a press release posted to Twitter, Jenner, a longtime Republican, said that she'd make a formal announcement in the coming weeks and pitched herself as a compassionate disruptor who will campaign on solutions and providing a roadmap, roadmap back to prosperity for the state. California has been my home for nearly 50 years. I came here because I knew that anyone, regardless of their background or station in life, could turn their dreams into reality. But for the past decade, we have seen the glimmer of the Golden State reduced by one-party rule that places politics over progress and special interests over people. Sacramento needs an honest leader with a clear vision, Jenner said. I'm excited. I think uh, I'm just excited. I'm really because I feel like she'll definitely win the Republican primary. I think you think so. Okay, maybe not. Not maybe not Republican primary. I don't know. I think if it was just Democrat I don't know. I think yeah, but I don't think she's going to win the primary. I that's a good point. I don't. But I also think, and I hate to say, I think she's the only chance for us to ever win California as a Republican. Probably because she has the name ID. People like our generation grew up watching Bruce and then Caitlin. Um, she's well, she, I hate, like, I don't agree with her being transgender, transgender, but I like her a lot. Um, I think it's been impressive. She went from, and what's crazy is like, okay, like Olympians, they usually have maybe a couple of years after they win. And then it kind of goes like, you know, like they just like, no one knows who they are. She has been able to make a career out of being an Olympian. And I know a lot of that is thanks to Chris Jenner yeah, and I was all that. Say, I don't but know like all that, I mean, but... Caitlin has so many investments, um, has invested in a lot of companies, has started a lot of companies. Like she just started um a really good sunscreen company that you can put over your makeup or under your makeup. But like it doesn't affect because like, you know how oily sunscreen is, and it's really hard to wear makeup I with don't, sunscreen. But okay. Oh, okay. First, first <laughs> so sunscreen people. is oily. Okay. Yeah. So like sunscreen is very oily and you really can't put on foundation because it doesn't mix well together. Okay. And so she's created this sunscreen where you can wear it under or over your foundation. And like, yeah, I mean, I also like to like, she's been a lifetime like a lifelong republican and even during her transition phase um she still voted republican even when her party doesn't agree with her decision and she believes like i i listened to her on the podcast she was on the skinny confidential interviewed her and that's where um because i was never a kardashian fan growing up and so i heard her caitlin jenner on the skinny confidential podcast and i'm like wow what a story and so um so yeah like she's a big fiscal conservative she's a proud like she's even proud to say she's a republican and she's like the skinny confidential i can't i think so like she's like a proud to be a republican and you don't hear that from anyone in Hollywood. No. So I, I'm really excited to see this. I mean, if it, honestly, I think she's our only chance to ever have another Republican governor in California and have I, another Republican win statewide in California. I, okay. So I don't disagree, but I don't think she's going to get the nomination. See, I don't, I know. I just wonder though, okay. If the Republicans actually put someone up against her, then yeah, I don't think she get a nomination. If the Republican Party was smart in California, they would just let her have the primary. I think, well, so the wit, I, I don't know. I have a friend who posted about it and was like, oh, I would vote for, um, what'd she say? She said like, I'll vote for like 
gum on the bottom of my shoe before I vote for Gavin Newsom again. So like yeah. anybody else is better. And I mean, all these people who don't vote. Well, California okay, my thing with Gavin, I think with Gavin Newsom, I could potentially see him not running. And if oh, he does he run, he's well, if he does run, he's not going to win the primary. So I don't see him being the person to beat in the general for the governor's race. Well, the other thing, so, I mean, I I really don't see Republicans voting for her. I'm, and I'm just being honest. I don't see Republicans yeah. voting for her. Just But, from, like, but, but I see independents and I see her pulling Democrats. That's what I'm see, saying. Like The reason why I, I don't see that is because um, when... You know, when it happened, I went on Twitter to see ooh, what's everybody saying. People were saying she's a Trump supporter. Why on earth did she run? People are saying, remember when she killed that person? Because you know, she yeah. right before she transitioned, she killed somebody. Yeah. Um, and then they're saying like all she wants to do is uh make sure that her billionaire daughters stay billionaires. So I feel like the once again though, this is on Twitter. So it Twitter well, Twitter's extremes are left or right. It's like you're not right. finding the middleman on Twitter. Right. I but I do think those are good points, and I think that yeah. people are going to think about them. So I just I, don't I, don't see I mean that's winning. how the left's gonna campaign against her. But remember, a biggest thing is name ID. Like that's name true. ID makes a huge impact when it that's comes true. to a political race. Yeah. I think it's going to be very interesting, though. And I, I mean, mean, I think that's our only chance as the Republican Party to win the governorship in California again. Yeah. Like, the state goes blue every time. Yeah. Like, I feel like Republicans don't campaign in California because there's no way in H-double hockey sticks that we'd ever win California. Yeah. No, I, I think agree. this is, like, our only chance to. And honestly, she may bring out new voters. She may bring out... She may be that person that republican that people are like you know what if caitlin jenner can still say she's a republican i can come out and say i'm a republican yeah no i don't disagree i just i know that like a lot of times like um you know i feel like and this is a the dichotomy of our party right now anyway but i know a lot of people are very are rejecting the progressive social issues yes well that that's it but she's not jenner's not a progressive socialist i also wonder because i feel like you're thinking from perspective of a, a north carolina republican oh fair, you're not fair. thinking of the perspective of a california republican okay, your far fair. rights in california are pretty much already gone out of the state so you are more of a moderate republican i feel in my opinion, I think you're a more moderate Republican in California. Now, if, it, if there's anyone in California that wants to comment, you can come on and we can talk about this. But that's my yeah. like, or you can send us a message because I'm honestly curious. Like, yeah, how are hold on, But there's a difference between being a Republican in the Bible, though, Bible Belt versus being a Republican in California. Yeah. And I know one of the things and I want to be careful how I say this, not because like I just. I just want to be careful how I say this. I know one of the things that Bryson Gray, which I know a lot of people love him or hate him, he made the comment about like, um, uh, and I mean, well, he lives in North Carolina too. So I, and he lives in that one, but like his thing was um, giving, like pushing back on social, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I don't know. What pushing I'm back to say. on like the, on like the, uh, progressive being socially progressive he's saying like we can't do that or it's going to muddle our party yeah and i i don't agree i also don't disagree you know and and you know i'm not going to california so my opinion doesn't really matter yeah i'm never living in california i don't know why you would no but but my thought process was what if people are thinking that way but you made a good point about i'm thinking as a north carolinian as a Bible Belt conservative. Yeah, and not a California West Coast conservative. And I'm curious yeah. too, I think this could, I mean, I can't tell you, there's been a mass exodus out of people leaving California because yeah. of Democrat control. Yeah. And I think if we're able to win the governorship in 22, God, I hope it changes some stuff there. 
Yeah, that would um, be nice for those people who choose. But if <laughs> it's not Jenner, then the Republican Party better put up a good candidate. Because yeah. this is literally the only, like, this is, like, the perfect time. Like, this is, like, the climax. It's, like, yeah. it just, it's, like, it's either going to go one way or the other. And so this I, is the, and, and I guess what I'm saying is, like, this is, like, the only, what is the word? Like, I don't, what am I trying to say? Like, this is the only way we have a chance of, like, if we don't win it, win this race this year, like, we're never going to win it. Like, this is the best like, opportunity. This is our last, okay. like, yeah, this is, this is like our last chance. chance. Yeah. So, okay, I just thought of something that I don't know why we didn't think of this at the beginning. That's great. She's a Republican. But, like, like what else has she done, like, politically? Like, is she qualified? She's actually, I mean, she's a business woman. Um, she's done pol- political stuff in the past. Okay, like I believe she. I think they used to be good friends with the Trumps. I think. I'm not able to sure. I'm not were. sure, but I my understanding she's done like she's never run for office. Neither did Trump. Oh yeah. Okay, I but just thought of this. Neither did Honor- Trump- Arnold Schwarzenegger, who used to be right. governor there, and Ronald Reagan too. I, yeah. That's what they were talking about. I just thought of this. What if it's going to happen if Trump endorses her? Ooh, that would be interesting tea. I can't tell. Like, I don't again, think... in North Carolina, that would secure her spot. California, I don't know. Well, even that, but would that endorsement hurt Trump if he runs in 24? No, because You Trump... don't think Trump endorsing a transgender woman when the Republicans you know? Are... You, you want to know why I don't think so? Because Trump was the first person to put someone gay on the cabinet. Trump. Oh wait, um, that was it Joe Biden? No, it was not. It was President Trump. Trump was the first person to put someone gay on the cabinet. Trump also has done. I I can't. There's something else I had on the tip of my tongue that was like, every people were so upset about, but they still voted for him. Like, oh, for example, the Trump campaign. Bryson Gray talks about this all the time. They won't let him play his music because he's so anti like he's blatantly anti lgbt and all that other stuff they won't let him play mm-hmm. his music but bryson gray will sing trump's praises to the day he dies yeah so like that no trump okay trump can't i hate to say like never mind but trump no that's not gonna hurt him i think yeah. people are gonna be mad but what it's also i mean the election's next year and trump would have two more years to run yeah yeah well we should wrap up this episode okay we should okay so we're gonna start a new segment um on our weekly recaps where we're going to do a conservative woman spotlight and we're going to also have a sponsor that we talk about really quick a business or a person i guess we could sponsor that will do it one day but like uh, right now businesses um that are conservative and that are doing things or conservative or christian or both um that are donating to really good um organizations that have really good ethics and things like that so you guys so we can help you guys find some brands to support some really good brands so today's conservative woman spotlight is brought to you by culture of life 1972 we are both wearing necklaces from culture of life 1972 i love victoria's that one's actually about to go into my um cart for next friday when i get paid um but you can head over to culture col1972.com and use the code those of the girls 1972 to get 10 percent off of your purchase and a hundred percent of that purchase goes to pro-life causes I'm also wearing a dress. I wear this dress all the time. Um, that's from 1972. It has such Culture cute outfits too. I mean, so cute. I the dress that I'm going to wear from um the Mac Deck dinner I'm getting from there on Friday as well. Mm. Like our um for those that don't know, Mecklenburg County actually became um a independent place before the U.S. Anyway, um, so we're having a special dinner. And uh, there's like this really cute red dress I'm going to wear from there. So yeah, so you should go to Culture of Life. Or I'm sorry, the website is www.col1972.com um, to purchase something. 100% goes to pro-life yep. causes. And our so, code is those other girls 1972 and all this will be in the show notes. Yes. So, so who is oh. our GOP woman of the month? <laughs> so today's spotlight is for Cynthia Loomis. Week. GOP oh, yeah. woman of the week. 
Yes. <laughs> so it's Senator Cynthia uh, Loomis. She is a lead sponsor of the Sustainable Budget Act. This legislation that will create a new bipartisan national commission that reduces the deficit and will balance the federal budget within 10 years. We need this. We are on a quote, we are on a sustainable trajectory. We've become numb to the word trillion, end quote, said Senator Loomis, 100%. Quote, at the, at the rate we are going, the United States could spend more money on interest on the national debt than it does on the defense, end quote. Another co-sponsor, which we've talked about, well, we've done a pot or a blog post about her, and I love her. I want to read her book. Mm-hmm. Senator Joni Ernst is a co-sponsor on the bill, hmm. which I love her. Yeah. So that's really cool. We have women that are leading the Balanced Budget Commission. Yeah. Amazing. And they're GOP women. Yeah. So yeah. It's awesome. I know in like North Carolina, like we have to balance the budget. That's why we've had we have not had a budget the last couple of years because the governor vetoes it and because like we i mean we have to balance like we can't spend more than we bring in yeah and so in order to do what the governor wants to do we'd have to raise taxes and that's just not going to happen no good thank you for those of you who are fighting for us in north carolina yep all right you guys this has been your latest weekly recap um thank you everyone so much for listening please make sure you rate comment review subscribe share let's get the word out visit www.col1972.com to um get some cute clothes also to go and donate to lily's um billboard let's get this billboard and let's help and reach all of these women that will see the billboard and listen to that episode to learn why it's so important um so yeah you guys thanks everybody for watching bye bye guys Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram, at thoseothergirlspodcast, and on Twitter, at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.